Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Orbit Garage Drilling's Fiscal 2021 Third Quarter Results Conference Call and Webcast. At this time, all lines are in a listen-only mode. Following management's remarks, we will conduct a question and answer session. If at any time during this call you need assistance, please press star zero for the operator. Please be aware that certain information discussed today may be forward-looking and that actual results could differ materially. Certain non-IFRS financial measures will also be discussed. Please refer to the company's CDAR filings for additional information on both risk factors and non-IFRS measures. This call is being recorded on Thursday, May 13, 2021. I would now like to turn the conference over to Mr. Eric Alexander, President and CEO of Orbit Grant. Please go ahead, sir. Thank you, Operator, and good morning, ladies and gentlemen. With me on the call today is Daniel Maru, CFO. Following my opening remarks, Daniel will review our financial results and I will conclude with comments on our outlook. We'll then welcome questions. We reported significantly stronger revenue and profitability in our fiscal third quarter compared to the same period a year ago. This performance was driven by increased drilling activity and improved operational efficiencies and cost reduction initiatives. We drill approximately 431,000 meter in the quarter, an increase of 20.3% from 359,000 in Q3 last year. Customer demand continues to increase, reflecting the easing of COVID restriction on drilling activities and the resumption of drilling projects. This demand is also supported by the strength in current gold and copper prices. Our drilling activity in Canada and West Africa has now either returned to or surpassed the pre-pandemic levels. In Chile, drilling activity is still below pre-pandemic levels, but we are experiencing stronger demand in that market as well. As a result of of the increase in customer demand in Canada, it is currently difficult to source additional experienced drillers and support personnel. As a result, we are being more selective on new projects. During the quarter, we commenced new long-term contracts with a major copper producer in Chile and a major gold producer in Guinea, which are reflected in our increased mobilization costs, including the expansion of our drill fleet in West Africa. These costs impacted our profitability during the quarter. However, our gross profit and margins still increased significantly compared to Q3 last year, as our improved operational efficiencies and cost reductions more than offset the higher mobilization costs and costs related to COVID-19 mitigation. Adjusted gross margin in the third quarter was 13.1% compared to 10.2% last year. We also generated stronger EBITDA and net earnings in the quarter compared to Q3 last year. In addition to higher margins, EBITDA and net earnings were positively impacted by the reversal of a provision for litigation in Burkina Faso worth approximately $2 million. Danielle will discuss that in more detail shortly. 
We are carefully monitoring the impact of COVID-19 in the regions in which we operate. I am pleased to say that we face no major disruption to our operation during the quarter despite rising COVID case counts in Canada and globally. We are conti continuing to uphold strict safety protocols to protect our employees and other stakeholders. We are also maintaining flexibility across our operation that enable us to respond rapidly to any changes in COVID-related business restrictions. Finally, I want to talk briefly about our CFO succession. Alain Laplante retired from Orbit Garin at the end of April. He was CFO since our IPO back in 2008 and has played a key role in supporting our growth and development. We are grateful to him for all of his contribution to the company. Our new CFO, Daniel Maheu, was a natural choice to succeed Alain. He has been Orbit Garin's corporate controller since 2010. During that time, he has performed critical duties in finance and operations and has a true understanding of our business. Daniel also has experience as controller and chief financial officer at two transportation companies prior to joining Orbit Garin. We look forward to his leadership in this new role. Now, turn the call over to him to review our financial results in more detail. Daniel? Thank you, Eric, and good morning, everyone. Our fiscal 2021 third quarter revenue totaled $40.5 million, an increase of 12.5% compared to $36 million in Q3 a year ago. Canada revenue totaled $31.1 million in the quarter, up from $28.6 million in Q3 last year. Our drilling activities in Canada have returned to pre-pandemic level following a gradual ramp-up that began in the late half of fiscal 2020, fourth quarter. International revenue increased to $9.4 million in the quarter, up to $7.4 million in Q3 last year. The increase reflects increased drilling activity in Burkina Faso and Guyana and a new project in Guinea, partially offset by a decline in drilling activities in Chile and Argentina. Our drilling activity rate was approximately 60% in the quarter compared to 56% in Q3 a year ago. This was our highest quarterly utilization rate since Q1 2020, which end on September 30, 2019. Gross profit for the quarter was $3.2 million, compared to $1.3 million in Q3 last year. Adjusted growth margin, excluding depreciation expense, was 13.1%, compared to 10.2% in Q3 last year. As Eric noted earlier, gross profit and margin were positively impacted by improved operational efficiency and cost reduction initiative, which offset the additional logistical challenges and related costs to the COVID-19, as well as significant mobilization costs in West Africa and Chile for important new long-term contracts. GNA expenses were, were $3.7 million in the quarter, or 9% of revenue, compared to $4 million or 11.1% of revenue in Q3 last year. The decline in GNA expenses reflects the cost reduction measure we implement following the onset of the pandemic. 
EBITDA for the quarter increased to $3.6 million compared to 0.4 in Q3 last year. Net earnings were $0.7 million or two cents per share compared to a net loss of $3.4 million or a loss of nine cents per share in Q3 a year ago. The positive variances reflect improved gross margin and a reversal of a provision for litigation in Burkina Faso, partially offset by the higher mobilization cost. I would like to discuss the provision now in a bit more detail. Back in June 2020, a claim by a financial institution for damages against a subsidiary of wars in the amount of approximately $1.9 million was confirmed by a Burkina Faso court. We vigorously dispute this claim and file an appeal. Nonetheless, given that the original claim was confirmed by the court in Burkina Faso, we record a provision of approximately $1.96 million in our fiscal 2020 fourth quarter for this claim. On April 1, 2021, an appeal court ruled in our favor and overturned the original decision resulting in a release of $1.93 million that we had deposited in a restricted cash account. Based on the assessment of our legal counsel in Burkina Faso, we consider this appeal to be unfunded. As a result, the recognized liability of $1.96 million was reversed during Q3 2021. Turning now to our balance sheet, during the quarter, our financing activities result in a $3.2 million increase in debt and lease liabilities compared to an increase of $0.7 million in Q3 a year ago. We withdraw an amount uh, of $3.1 million on our credit facility compared to a withdrawal of $1.5 million in Q3 last year or long-term debt under the credit facility, including the current portion, was $24.7 million at quarter end. This compares to $28.7 million at June 30, 2020, a decrease of $4 million, which has provided us with improved financial flexibility. During the quarter, on March 8, 2021, we entered into a fourth amended and restated credit agreement with National Bank in respect of the credit facility. The facility consists of a $35 million revolving credit facility and a $5 million US dollar revolving credit facility guaranteed by Export Development Canada. The current term of the credit facility expired on November 2, 2022. Prior to this agreement, our credit facility was due to mature in November of this year. In, in February 2021, Orbit Garant Chile, or only wholly owned Chilean subsidiary, entered in a $2.6 million financing agreement with Banco Scotia Bank in order to purchase the office building in Santiago that is rented for several years. This agreement bears interest at the rate of 3.3% per annum and has a term of 84 months. 
Our working capital position at quarter end was $59.4 million, compared to 52.1 as at June 30th, 2020, or fiscal 2020 year end. I now turn the call back to Eric for closing comments. Eric. Thanks, Daniel. This is an exciting time for Orbit Gala. Customer demand is accelerating, providing an opportunity for us to continue generating significant growth in revenue and profitability in the quarter, end, quarter ahead. Elevated gold and copper prices has given mining companies a strong motivation to expand exploration and development spending, and they are doing just that. S&P Global Market Intelligence recently estimated that the global exploration budgets for non-ferrous metals could increase 15 to 20 percent in this calendar year if metal prices remain high. Demand in our market has been particularly strong in part because these jurisdictions are focused on gold and copper mining. While the price of gold has declined from a high of more than $2,000 an ounce last summer, the current price of approximately $1,820 an ounce supports strong profitability for even the higher cost producers. Meanwhile, copper reached an all-time high above $4.80 a pound this week. Copper demand is currently very strong despite the impact of the pandemic on the global economy. Obviously, the pandemic has not gone away. We are maintaining our measures to ensure that our operations are conducted safely. And we remain prepared for the possibility that there are additional spikes in COVID cases and government decide to increase restriction on economic activity. But with the vaccination rising rapidly in many countries, including Canada and Chile, the impact of the pandemic on our business should dissipate in the weeks and months ahead. We are optimistic that there will be continued growth in demand for our services as microeconomic conditions continue to stabilize. As our drilling activity increases, we are remaining highly disciplined. Our team has done an excellent job of identifying operating efficiencies and cost reduction since the start of the pandemic. We will work hard to maintain those efforts and support our margins in future quarters. With our highly skilled team, our focus on leading edge technology, a solid balance sheet, and our presence in leading gold and copper mining markets, combined with today's favorable market conditions, we are really well positioned to build market share and, and shareholder value. That concludes our formal remarks. Daniel and I will now be pleased to answer any questions. Please, operator, begin the question period. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press the star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The first question comes from James Moore at J.R. Moore & Associates. Please go ahead. Hi, James. Hi, guys. Nice. Hi, how are you doing? Nice job in the quarter, Eric and Daniel. Thank you very much, James. Um, my first question, I was just wondering if you can talk about the opportunities in uh, in Chile and Guinea, where uh, where you mentioned the new contracts, and and when should we start to expect to see those revenues start to materialize? Good question, James. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, to put everybody on perspective there. Uh, about the COVID situation in the countries. The South American uh, countries have been really affected by COVID uh, cases, and Chile was not a part of this. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, they had uh, uh, many cases in, the second, in their second wave, with, which is uh, equal to our third wave, I would say. Uh, on the other hand, they were the, the, one of the countries that uh, promotes a lot of the vaccination, and uh, they are like in advance, like probably equal to USA in terms of vaccination. Uh, and we know historically that there was a shortfall of, of, of uh, inventory of copper, and we were saying that in every presentation we make we made in the past, uh, and uh, we were saying that the uh, copper prices over $3 a pound would be, you know, a good uh, key indicators that the market is back on track in copper. Now that it's above uh, $4.50 and close to $5 a pound, which is historical high, we do see more demand in the countries. Uh, the major, uh, uh, the majors there is are asking for long-term contract right now. And uh, we do see a lot more demand uh, coming up. So we do see a good future out there. Our strategy uh, in the last two quarters, while the Chilean market was really affected by, by COVID restriction, we moved some capacity in West Africa. And uh, we plan to renew uh, our surface uh, drill fleet in the, the quarter to come so that we will be in a better position to serve the market in Chile with, with uh, high high-quality uh, machines uh, moving forward. So we do see, to answer your question, that, that the, the, um, the, the Chilean um, uh, division now will be uh, not, uh, will stop bleeding, I would say, and starting to generate uh, uh, flat to positive results moving forward, starting in our Q4 and moving uh, further. Okay, thanks. That, that's really helpful. Um, and in terms of uh, the specialty drilling, it looks like um, it's still a little lower than you guys have been historically. Could, could you maybe talk about um, maybe just the dynamics on, on the specialty drilling front? And is that is that mostly um, is it juniors that that aren't engaging as much as you thought they might, or or they historically have, or or, or is it more international? Well, it's a combination of all of that, but uh, you know, while we are growing our business in, internationally, uh, especially in West Africa, we have uh, the, the chance to, to secure long-term contracts out there, which do not account in our uh, in our specialized drilling. 
but was great opportunity for us to ramp up on our on our structure that we established uh, from Burkina Faso. And uh, it's also a question of, of mix of revenue right now. Uh, moving forward, we will see uh, some more uh, specialized drilling work uh, around around here in Canada, especially in the Valdor region, where we will have uh, six rigs involved in, in, in on barge uh, drilling and some operation that are resuming now up north, starting in March, with Technique Eagle with our big contract out there, which is specialized as well. So you will see that kicking up in Q4 and Q1 and Q2 of this year as well. So you'll see a little bit more uh, specialized drilling in our percentage of revenue. Okay, thanks. And um, towards the end of your prepared remarks, you mentioned about um, opportunities to take market share. Could you maybe elaborate on that a little bit? Well, uh, it's uh, right now that you know that the situation is very, very good for us. Well, uh, you know there is a lot of financing done in the last uh, three months. We see a record uh, financing, you know, in March. Uh, we reach a, a big height out there, and we do expect that this money will be spent. Usually, there is there is that this uh, by the time the people finance and the, the money is going to the ground, there is a six eight month period. So uh, we do see that demand will still be improving moving forward in the next six to eight months, uh, justified by the, the this level of financing. Uh, also. Uh, but on the other hand, we, there is uh, a lot of demand compared to, to the offer. You know, uh, the drillers are now very busy, and it's very hard to get drillers, experienced driller, in, in Canada right now. So, uh, so we, we do start to train a lot of our guys here around, and we're trying to ramp up as we did in the past. Of course, we think that the technology we have in our fleet will, will help us to secure a more uh, or take more of this, uh, this this demand moving forward, and while we see that it will be very challenging to improve uh, organically our situation in Canada, we do see opportunity in Chile, in South America, and West Africa where we do not have this uh, non-experience uh, availability of people uh, challenge. So we do expect that uh, some of the growth will come from the, 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 the two other di the divisions. And the only way that you know we could increase significantly our operation in Canada would be probably to, to make some, some acquisitions and consolidate in, in, into our industry here in Canada. Okay, thanks. And that actually was, a, I guess, a, a bit of a good lead into my next question, which was um, just do you have any plans for the cash as, as you start to generate more cash with uh, demand coming up? Is it is your primary focus acquisitions or paying down debt, or how do you think about that? Again, a combination of all this. You know, uh, uh, of course, we are building now flexibility to move forward and to deliver on our strategic plan. So then, you know, some money will go uh, back to to uh, pay down debt and create this flexibility in order for us to be uh, able making acquisition and continuing the growth of our company. Uh, but we will stay, you know, very disciplined in our approach, and uh, you know, we will not make any moves that doesn't make sense, you know, and, and that's the way it, it goes. And we have been 
doing this for many years, so we know what we have to do. Uh, there is some opportunities, uh, you know, in the market, and uh, we are, you know, looking at it uh, very carefully. But on the other hand, we we will not position ourselves into a situation where we will take too much debt and uh, and, and and you know doing something. So probably we'll do like strategic things with the money, including paying down debt and growing organically, or by acquisition the company. Okay, great. Thanks. And my, my last question is um, just on the average revenue per meter drilled. Can you give us a sense of where you expect that to head? Um, do you think this is kind of a low point or, or is it still possible that, that we'll see lower? Well, it's bizarre to, to say because, you know, we say that market is increasing, the demand is increasing, our price per drilling are increasing, and you look at the chart, historical charts of our price per meter basis, and it goes down. Uh, but the, 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 real, the, the real explanation is that the mix of revenue has changed significantly while uh, we do uh, more RC drilling and grape control drilling in West Africa. And where, what we are looking more now is the bottom line, you know, generating uh, uh, the, the margins that we do expect to generate right now. So, so uh, the focus would be more on this, but, you know, uh, where we look at the price now is, is, is probably where we should be right now. And there is a tendency that this could go up moving forward based on the demand we are seeing right now. On the other hand, you have, uh, you know, inflation in other costs like manpower because people are rare to find. Then you will have to pay them more to keep them busy. That's one point, which represents a big chunk of our cost as well as uh, drilling consumable. We, we do see that this will increase as well while the inflation is, it goes everywhere in, 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 uh, in the supply chain. Okay, so the lower the lower average revenue per meter drilled is is probably somewhat more international, but they have higher margins associated with them than that's the point. Maybe the yeah. Canada. Yeah. Okay. And now it's a question of, of of business mix, you know. So it's difficult to compare where we were like three years ago. It's not mm. simply not the same business mix. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks so much for that, um, and good luck going forward. Pleasure, James. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, should you have any questions, please press star 1. Next question comes from Andrew Page at Desjardins. Please go ahead. Uh, Hi, Andrew Eric. Page. Bonjour, Eric. Bonjour, Eric. <laughs> Bonjour, ça va bien. Bonjour. Uh, excellent. Félicitations pour les résultats. Moi, j'aimerais que tu donnes un peu plus de, de visibilité sur le différentiel des marges entre l'international dans les différents segments et le Canada pour faire un lien avec la question de, du, de l'avenir intervenant. Et ensuite, j'aimerais que tu puisses commenter aussi le, le retard entre l'augmentation du prix des intrants et comment ça se manifeste au niveau du pricing des contrats. Est-ce que si vous avez des la protection au niveau des marges, euh, au niveau du contrat, pardon, pour, pour, pour ces marges. Oui, OK. Euh, pour répondre à la première question euh, par rapport à, aux écarts en, entre le, les marges au Canada versus international, euh, historiquement, là, et puis euh, dans, dans l'avenir, ce qu'on voit, la différence entre ce qui est au Canada, euh, les marges versus l'international, c'est que les marges à l'international tendent à être 
plus élevés, euh, justifiés par le coût de la main-d'oeuvre euh, simplement. Là. Le coût de la main-d'oeuvre au niveau de l'international est, est vraiment plus bas comparativement au Canada. Euh, et puis les prix, et, bizarrement, comme ça peut, ça peut paraître, les prix au mètre sont, sont meilleurs à l'international qu'au Canada. Il y a beaucoup plus de compétition hein, au Canada. Donc, la, 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 la perspective de marge de profit est est possiblement de 15 à 30 plus élevé que ce qu'elle peut l'être au Canada. C'est-à-dire qu'au Canada, on peut, on peut penser faire des marges entre 20 et 30 une marge brute de 20 à 30 avant l'amortissement. Puis à l'international, tu peux peut-être penser faire des marges entre 30 et 50 C'est ça la différence. Point de vue, point de vue des, des coûts, des intrants, euh, incluant la, la main-d'œuvre, qui est une bonne partie de nos coûts. Habituellement, euh, comme la main-d'œuvre, il y a des discussions de gré à gré qui se font avec les clients, puis on réajuste en fonction de ce qui est le marché pour justement, si le client ne nous donne pas assez de revenus pour payer le monde, bien, à un moment donné, il n'y aura plus de monde sur leur foreuse, donc on ajuste conséquemment de façon ouverte avec les clients. On n'a pas de clause spécifique. Par contre, par contre, on n'a on a, on a, on a pas eu de la, de la difficulté à remettre ça en question. Pour ce qui est des consommables de forage, certains contrats, on a des clauses escalatoires, mais on a aussi des clauses avec nos fournisseurs qui sécurisent nos prix à plus long terme. Donc, on peut justement pousser cette, cette, ces coûts-là là, à l'intérieur de, de, de nos négociations futures. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Ça plaisir. Thank you. In the next question is from Dean Trottier, an investor. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm still kind of I'm still trying to uh, understand the business just a little bit better. I was hoping you could uh, help me. Um, I guess one of the questions I have is how is this current Uh, cycle, I guess, uh, different than the previous one? Uh, or are you seeing the same typical behaviors or are, are, the, are the producers a little more reluctant to drill than in, in a prior cycle? Well, you know, as, as, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, we do run this business into a cyclical industry and every cycle has their own uh, particularity. But You know, I would say that this cycle that we are entering it uh, is is uh, is motivated by the same drivers that the last one, which is there was no discovery, uh, major discovery done, and there is a shortfall of of supply from the from the demand, from from all the the, the things that we are looking for for gold, copper, and and all the base metal out there. Uh, while uh, the economy is still uh, uh, suffer from COVID-19 restriction, and now that is coming back uh, to let's call it normal normal life, uh, we do expect that there would be a big uh, demand from from those metals, especially from the base metal that are going to be pushed to the electric car. So that is different from the last cycle. Uh, electric cars ask for 30 to 50% more copper. Uh, as, as opposed to normal car, I would say, and more, and there is a lot of, of other metals that would be needed to support the productions of those cars as well. 
So we do expect that in this cycle, the demand will be uh, stronger than it was in the last cycle. At the same time, uh, it's more difficult to find people. We do operate in a tough business, and the more we look forward, it's difficult for companies to find experienced people. And this is why we did decide in the past to invest into the technology where we are able to train and uh, faster and obtaining uh, drilling productivity, uh, reasonable drilling productivity very quickly, as well as opposed to a standard machine where you would have to, to take uh, a lot of time by uh, you know training the people to get a decent pro productivity, which affect your margins uh, as well. Okay, that's that's really helpful. Uh, just one one last one: is there is there sort of a minimum price uh, where where it's cost effective to drill in Canada? Uh, my understanding is that Canadian uh, a gold mine in Canada you know, has uh, generally it's higher cost than, say, a, uh, a gold mine in, in uh, Africa or South America. Your question is about the price of gold or price for drilling? Uh, sorry, I guess the, the price, what would be sort of the minimum uh, price of gold required to kind of continue uh, drilling in Canada? So it, my understanding is that it would be high, it would it requires more um, drilling drilling in Canada is more expensive than uh, other parts of the world. That's just again, that's just my very yeah uh, well difficult to answer kind of, again yeah uh, but but you know we do not see any any pressure to to drive the price of gold down in the, the years to come right now. It's probably the opposite, but you know we did. We did uh, start more activity in the last cycle around around six seven hundred dollars an ounce. You know, it's 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 crazy how the mining industry is able to adapt uh, itself. You know, to the to this situation, and I think that moving forward, that uh, the Canadian mines should invest in automatization, and this would reduce their cost for sure because their big cost as us is the manpower in into in the mine. So uh, we do see the mines that are moving forward with automatization in their in their work plan. So we 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 think that this would be uh, helpful moving forward. Okay, that's uh, that's really great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. You may proceed. Okay, thank you very much. If there is no more question, we'll terminate the call. Thank you, everyone, and uh, see you next quarter. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating, and we ask that you please disconnect your lines. Enjoy the rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.